For the first time in more than five and a half years, we finally tonight have a few new answers to a question that has loomed over Indiana and over the town of Delphi. Who killed Abby Williams and Living Church? The end of the bridge to, you gotta go through. Now, I believe that the bodies were found about it. born from a family's grief and determination. In April of 2020, Army soldier Vanessa Guillen went missing while stationed at one of the largest military installations. You hear that little music in the background, it goes, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. Right. Knew about it or was there, it's, he's as guilty as the person who committed Chilling details in the arrest of a suspected serial killer caught before he could strike again. Him, they, they, they dropped the ball, man. Like they said, he went AWOL mm. and that uh, he was a deserter, and nobody went to look for Today is not a day to celebrate, but the arrest of Richard M. Allen of Delphi on two counts of murder. Like I said, we're going back. We were asked last time to kind of talk about the food, uh, the grub truck video, and kind of give our perspective of it. The, the, the press release from the police department indicated that they're still trying to put pieces together from that night. It, does that does that worry you in any, at any point uh, or at any bit that they're still trying to put those pieces together? It's been over five weeks since little Kaylee Anthony vanished. Her mother, Casey, has been arrested for lying to police. She's being held without bail. From the year 3000, it still sucks. This is Phil J. Fry, and you're listening to The Drunken Turkey Show. You're one stop for this sort of thing. Hit that button, like, and subscribe. You know what to do, just like every other podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Drunk Turkey Show. I'm your host, Daniel J. Alongside with me, as always, Jaime G and Big Blue. Jaime, how, 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 you guys, how you doing tonight, Jaime? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's been a long day for me. I was a little tired earlier, but um, I'm excited for tonight's show. Um, oh, yeah. How about yourself, Blue? How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Had a peaceful day today. Awesome, man. Awesome. We have 420 people in the uh, in the live chat right now. I want to say thank you guys. Thank all of you guys for waiting on us and, and joining the, the, uh, the conversation. If you guys do us a favor, hit that like button, get the algorithm going. I spread the word, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> before we get into the uh, leaks that were released on Brian Koberger, we have some other information and some other uh, news to, to kind of talk about. Uh, the first one that we're going to talk about is that uh, apparently, according to sources, Alex Murdoch wants to take the stand in his own defense in the Alex Murdoch murder case. Uh, Alex Murdoch wants to take the stand in his murder trial, but whether he actually will testify remains a game time decision, a source with direct knowledge of the defense legal strategy. Uh, this is coming from CNN. So you can take that with what you, what you want with uh, a second source told CNN, the final decision is only certain when they hand, when his hand hits the Bible, the final decision on whether Murdoch will testify. The source said has not been made in this case, his decision that Alex Murdoch will be pondering tonight in jail said a second source adding the lawyers can only recommend, but ultimately, as in every case, it's the client's decision to make. Wednesday began, the defense is seeming to have intent to call Murdoch to the stand, but hoping the judge would curb the scope of the cross-examination, the judge declined. So what do you guys think? We'll start off with you, Jaime. Uh, Alex Murdoch wanted to possibly take the stand in his own trial. Oh, man. As far as lawyers are going to tell him, though, um, this this uh, case that with this, this high profile, you know what I mean, um, they tend to tell the their their client to not take the stand because it might hurt the case more than it already has. You know what I mean? Right. Especially especially because man, everything's pointing in that direction. You know what I mean? Well, there there's been some you know stunning evidence that has come out mm -hmm. by the prosecution. You have the TikTok video, um, you know, where you can kind of where it's been speculated that his voice is heard on the TikTok video from his son. Who was one of the uh, the victims in this uh, horrible yes. tragedy, and um, you know his other son came forward and testified, stating that it was his father, Alex Murdoch's voice on the recording. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's those type of things, but there's also the fact that 
you know, there's been some evidence that's been released where, you know, you have the murder weapon being two different types of weapons and being one in a assault rifle, one being a shotgun, long weapons that you wouldn't expect somebody to be able to switch. It sounds at least to me that there could be a possibility two persons involved in it. Mm-hmm. Big Blue, what are your thoughts in, uh, on Alex Murdoch uh, uh, possibly taking the stand? Am I didn't surprise you. No, 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 you're not. You're, you're you're unmuted. You're unmuted. We hear you. Okay, 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 uh, okay. I think it. He he is a defense lawyer, also a judge, right? It runs in the What's family. It? Right. Well, yeah. He was the. Uh, he was a prosecutor or something. Prosecutor. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, and so my question is, he says he's wanting to take the stand. Uh, one, what are your thoughts on? on him doing it? Do you think that's, uh, would work in his favor? Do you think it wouldn't work in his favor? Do you think this is just, um, rumor speculation sent out by the defense team and then he's actually not going to take the stand? I think, um, the guy, he seems like he's, uh, he's going to want to take the stand to be able to say his side of the story to try Mm -hmm. to prove he was not there. I, I watched like a good, 30-minute video last night of his son on the stand. Mm-hmm. And his team was, like, gru- gru- uh, like grueling on the son, you know, asking him questions like, were you the one that loaded the gun? Were you the only one that would touch it? So they, they were trying to put the shame somewhere else in their own family, which is pretty sad. So the Adway says, uh, Big Blue, my sister Sheila worked for him in South Carolina. See if we can get... See if we can get Sister Sheila on the show. Maybe she can give us a perspective from, oh, yeah. from Mr. Murdoch that we don't know about. Thank you. Thank you, D. And uh, Big Blue, we can get in contact with you. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's, it, what's it called? Um, what, what, what I'm, it's, what's strange is like, you know, a lot of death has followed this guy, right? Right. From, from even from his kid's accident, uh, from the, was it nanny? It was not, I don't know if it was a nanny or housekeeper, right? Right. Yeah. There was, uh, somebody that worked for them that passed away as well yeah mm-hmm. and they had you know somewhat power you know they had a power hole in the, in the county so it's just you know some you know evidence do point towards his direction they just they see if they can make it um you know to the point where they can't uh, the the prosecutor can't uh, i mean the prosecutor doesn't what's it called exploit them you know what i mean exploit right. what they're trying to do right well here's the thing and here's where my concerns we had publicly buzzed on uh, last week on friday i recommend going and check i saw him in the live chat say hello to those guys check them out on their show um but we we talked about the alex murdoch case a little bit more in detail and one question that we had on you know for him was you know as the prosecution was getting ready to rest you know where did you feel con- you know where was your confidence in the case you know as far as it being proven, you know, when the prosecution rests, you know, that that's, that's probably when the, the case should be at its strongest. That's before the defense comes in with their experts and their legal team to come in and try to poke holes at what the prosecution was saying. And so if you're going into the first day of rest and the prosecution hasn't won over, you know, the full reason, uh, you know, beyond reasonable doubt, then I find that a little concerning. Um, at this point, but you know, they got some pretty clear evidence. Let's see if they can put it together. Um, in other news, before we talk about um, Brian Koberger and the leaks, we had a uh, five people pass away out of a plane crash that was headed out to Ohio. It uh, occurred near Little Rock, Arkansas. Five employees of an inter- environmental consulting firm passed when a small engine plane they were traveling and crashed outside of the industrial area of Little Rock shortly after the plane took off. A spokesperson for the Poolsackie County Sheriff's Office said a twin-engine plane crashed Wednesday afternoon a couple miles south of the uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton National Airport. The Federal Aviation Administration said five people were on board of the plane. The plane had departed uh, the Little Rock Airport and was headed to John Glenn International Airport in Columbus, Ohio. This crash occurred as a line of thunderstorms moved into the uh, Little Rock area. So right now there's been a uh, pretty crazy amount of uh, storms. It's really warm where we are in, in, in Texas. I think yeah. um, 
where you were at today hit 96 degrees, Jaime. How did how did that feel? Is, is, was that as accurate as the, uh, the the news made it feel? What's it called? Uh, uh, dude, I, I hate the cold weather. So the 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 heat, uh, you know, I I tend to enjoy more than the cold, uh, especially mm-hmm. because you know it's getting warmer. You know, I'll be out there fishing now. Oh yeah, yeah. man, they're gonna spawning should be coming up pretty soon, huh? Yeah, so like that's gonna be fun. But um, yeah, I, I can really feel it over here at the warehouse, man. Yeah, I can feel it, especially on top of those machines and stuff, man. It gets up there probably like a hundred degrees. Yeesh. Yeah, man, it was it was it wasn't that warm today. I, I supposedly hit eighty nine. I went for a walk probably around four o'clock, four thirty, and um, it didn't. And the wind was blowing, so it felt kind of breezy to me. It wasn't too bad. Uh, but this weather phenomenon is really pushing, you know, a huge, dis- you know, difference within the uh, um, the difference in, in in the country. You know what I'm saying? So like, right now there's a blizzard warning in Los Angeles, and you know we're burning up out here. It's crazy. It definitely is. We do have a two dollar super chat. Was BK friend or was it drug related? Do you guys think that either one of these two statements, framed or drug-related, is uh, possible in this case? We'll start off with you, Jaime. No, oh, man. Uh, that's a loaded question. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think either one. I don't think he – I believe he, you know, he participated, right? But I don't know if it right. was drug-related. I don't think it was drug-related. I think it might have been a different – he got triggered by something else, but – as far as I as, as far as I know, like that, I I believe I believe it wasn't neither neither or of those. Yeah. Either what about you? Or yeah, or drug related? Yeah. What about you, Big Blue? What do you think? Do you think either one of these two, if you know, one or the other, are true? No, not not that I not by the evidence that's there um, that we have in front of us right now. Um, maybe when something comes up later, when the, all the evidence gets presented, there could be a, a little hole there and they might exploit that hole when it comes to the seed, the sheep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a question. If one of these were to be correct, either BK being framed or that the, uh, that this is drug related, which one do you think would have more likely chance of being a correct statement? None of them have to be correct, but just saying, like, which one would you believe more? Oh, man. I always thought that, you know, they were trying to say face because of the college. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I might have to I might have to go I might have to go with framed. With framed, you think that one would be more logical or more likely? What about you, Big Blue? Yeah, because I would say I agree with Jaime because I never heard them say about them being, you know heroin addicts or any type of other drug paraphernalia found in the house at the moment of the, when they, the police arrived. Yeah, this is why I love this show. I, I disagree with both of you guys. I say <laughs> if, if any of these two were likely to be true, I would say drug related. And the only thing that would, and I'm not saying that either of them are true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that if drug played a role in this case, it was more of a recre- recreational thing and by coincidence on the part of the victims. I don't think that they were, uh, I don't think that the main focus was that they were being robbed or, or uh, you know, this was hit because of the drugs that may have at one point been in that house. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you look at the, we got to look at the facts at the time of the incident or yeah, at the time of the incident on November 13th, the sororities that um, paid a high uh, fi and the one that Kaylee was a part of, uh, forgive me, I can't remember, but those were the only sororities that were um, on probation for pazing drugs and alcohol abuse. And so, um, you know, that could lead to that. You have possibly, you have, you know, well, you have Brian Koberger, who is a former addict, and a bunch of news coming out in his, um, you know, about his past and how much he was using and how it affected his life here recently. And so, um, if any of those were to be real, I would, I would probably lean that direction. It, you know, when, you know, BK being framed is a little bit of a loaded question, like being framed by who? 
um, if you know you think that the police are, are are just you know using him as like a like a Ponzi or whatnot, you know, just like, to, a, like a scapegoat. Yeah, exactly, and you know, save face because they don't have anything else. I don't know. Man. I don't know. I mean, this is a really high-profile case. You know, all yeah. the eyes of the United uh, of the world, it's not even the United States, the world is is looking in on this case. And so, yeah. in my opinion, I would I would believe that it wouldn't go down that way. But I mean, we've seen situations where, um, like OJ, for instance, where they probably had a guy they knew who he was. Maybe they didn't have the evidence to convict him. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 not what you know; it's what you can prove. And so they planted some evidence to, you know, completely, um, you know, make sure that the conviction went through. And what ended up doing was costing them a conviction and a possibly or, a, you know, an alleged person who possibly could have been guilty of that. You know, we can't say he's, uh, you know, a murderer because he was acquitted. And so, um, you know, possibly. And but, he got you know, stealing his own memorabilia. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and he ended up getting like a large amount of, um, of of time for that that case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's see real quick. Um, all right. Yeah, I got that big blue. Um, but for today, what we want to talk about and what everybody's here to talk about, we're going to talk about the uh, newest source, so to speak, the newest detail in the Brian Koberger investigation. This comes out of people. Uh, accused Idaho killer Brian Koberger allegedly had pictures of, of victim on his phone, per source. It was clear that he was paying attention to her, a source tells People. The man alleged to killing four University Idaho students last November allegedly had pictures of one of the female victims on his phone, a source familiar with the investigation tells People. A phone that belonged to Brian Koberger was collected after his arrest. So I'm assuming this is the one that he had on his person. It's possible. I don't think that this was one that they... Or it could have been one that they found in the vehicle. Um, you know, it doesn't say that this was the, his personal cell phone. You know, it leaves that for interpretation. It could have been a burner in his car. Yeah. Uh, according to the source, authorities found pictures of the victim on the device. The source did not specify whether the photos that he had taken of her or whether the photos that he had taken of her or if they were downloaded from social media. He had more than one picture of her. The source said it was clear that he was paying attention to her. And so um, the rest of this article just kind of goes into the probable cause and and other information that we're already aware of. It doesn't say which victim, though, right? It does not say which victim, but it does say one victim. Now, this, you know, when we brought this up earlier, Mm -hmm. um, when we brought up, you know, this case earlier that he had uh, pictures on his phone. You mentioned so I, I have pictures of them on my phone as well. Yeah. And so he lived close by. Is it possible that he was, you know, having fun pictures of them on their phone? And the reason we, why we have pictures, <laughs> I think I think I need to clarify that why we have pictures of them on our phone is because we have to download them and, you know, you, we use them in our in our, our program and also in our thumbnails. And so, yeah. um, Brian, you should, the, you should see the ones of blue I have. Uh, <laughs> there he is. I don't think anybody wants to see those. So it, it, it definitely seems it kind of goes back to the initial claim from the police department early on in this investigation that they felt that this attack was targeted, um, that there was a, this was a targeted event. They felt this way throughout the entire part of the investigation. Mm-hmm. The most recent airmail article that came out, um, uh, part three, I'm sorry, it talks about that it appeared though as if um Koberger was allegedly following the three female victims online mm-hmm. and was stalking them digitally uh yeah because do you think the that... case uh, go, go ahead remember when the case broke out we were able to access their instagram and facebook and take photos yeah. from there mm-hmm. uh, to put on our on our on our page for the the clips so I'm pretty sure he right. had access to it too because they were open to the public. Yeah, right. For for a little bit, then they got a, they got private, right? Yeah. Right. What's it called? Right. Also, like on the on the on the pictures that supposedly on his phone or on the phone that he had, uh, it also if they were taken, like physically taken, that'd be crazy. 
But I, I doubt that that's the case. I think he just downloaded them or screenshot them or something. Dude, it also depends. He... It also depends if he took them a while back before the murders or after. You right, I mean? right. Yeah, if he if he's downloading the if these that, that yeah, you're absolutely right. There's two elements to that 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 question or that possibility. And and want to say hello uh, to Lena and, and Truth and Transparency in the building. Thank you for joining us. My thing with that is, all right, so when was, if it's downloaded, when were they downloaded? If they were downloaded prior to the incident, yeah, yeah that's a big arrow pointing in one direction. Now, if he personally took those those pictures, then that definitely, that, <laughs> there goes blue again. That definitely uh, leads me to believe that, um, well, that he's been stalking them for a minute. Now, now, this is a source that's coming about information that had occurred after Koberger's arrest. This is uh, information that doesn't, you know, help the defense. So this is definitely what you think in a police officer, a detective. Who do you think is releasing this type of information that would be privileged to um, what Brian Koberger had on his phone after his arrest? Oof, I don't know, especially with the gag order in place, you know? Yeah. It's uh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how they verified or vetted or anything like that, you know. But I, I'm, I'm guessing it's gonna be on the prosecution prosecution side. Yeah, I would assume so, and I would assume that, um, that this is why. The other question is why put this out there? I think mm -hmm. that the maybe perhaps there's a lot of conversation that is going on out there. I think there's even a group on Facebook who are coming to Brian Koberger's defense, um, you know, lusting over him. I think there's some other stuff. I think Blue might be a monitor on there. I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of conversation going on about this case. And, and maybe somebody releasing this information is to kind of, you know, remind everybody that the police may have more information that we're aware of that really point into this direction. Mm. What do you got? What do you think blue about the source where, who he is or she, we don't know. And, um, why do you think the source is releasing this information? I just think that, um, because people keep thinking that it's, uh, he's going to get, uh, the case is going to get dismissed because there's not enough evidence. So with this, it gives people a little bit of hope that there's there's a the evidence of him pre-taking these photos, so they're not just copies, you know, from their Instagram. That it's a premeditated, premeditative thing that he did. Yeah, you know, so I think that's why. So they can keep that part of, I guess, hope in there. Well, in the search warrant. Um, for his uh, apartment complex and his work office, there was verbiage in that search warrant that stated that um, they felt that this was a crime that was like a big deal, like a special event, and that there was a lot of planning involved, and that they felt that the uh, that there would be evidence of said planning, routes, pictures, things of that nature, um, drink, and I feel. <laughs> I feel that this this is also indicating of the premeditation to the uh, to the incident. Now, are there or is there a defense that Brian Koberger could have to why he would have pictures of Kaylee on his phone? Or I'm assuming it's Kaylee just because that was who was uh, speculated to be targeted early on in this investigation. What about what do you think, Jaime? I mean, the the only thing that I can think of is if he's on like dating apps, you know what I mean, and they mm -hmm. are dating apps, he could probably just screenshot, you know, the girls that he finds attractive or whatnot. Because since they were within the same area, mm -hmm. it will show up. Not that I know how these work. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? what about you, Blue? What do you think? What why? Do you think there's a possible defense to why Brian Koberger could have pictures downloaded or taken by him, you know, himself? 
I don't think he would have a defense. I mean, it, it wasn't known to any of the other surviving victims as a party goer there. And he did not go to the same college. But they also could have met, you know, at the restaurant they worked at if he could eat in there. Mm-hmm. But he didn't seem like he was the kind of person that, you know, people would give their number and information to. Them. Right. Right. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think both of you are right. You know, you look at the fact that where you said, you know, eating, um, Kaylee or Matt, um, Zana and Madison both work at the uh, at the Mad Greek, where if you Google search top vegan restaurant, it was number one. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if Brian Koberger did visit there. I know that they came out saying that he had no time ever been there and this, that, and a third, you know, just trying to uh, downsize the rumors that it was possible that he may have came in contact with them there. Uh, you know, that that's quite possible. And, um, that's you know, how crazy, how crazy people are, man. I'll tell you a story. So one of my coworkers, uh, the other day kept saying that this guy was, was in the clinic and he kept like, like bashing his eyes at him and kept telling him that he, he had a really nice smile and all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I was laughing because he's like, not even five minutes after he left, I got a friend request from that guy on Facebook. That he is got not a friend request. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and like, that's, a, that's the thing, man, with social media, man. Like, um, let's say like somebody works at Walmart, like, they'll put it on their Facebook, oh, I work at Walmart, and you can just put on their first name, Walmart, and he'll, that person will come out. It's so easy now nowadays. You can use uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's so easy to find out information from different from people you you never met. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean, once this incident had occurred, I mean, the information dump that was going on on the internet about these victims was was through the roof. I mean, just by knowing who they were, where the incident occurred. Uh, I mean, how fast was it that, you know, people started getting pictures of interior of the house and the layout of the home and and how long they lived there, leases, um, where lease owners are at, things of that nature, drink. And um, I'm just going to say drink every time I say it's going to be a a thing. Uh, You know, with social media, you know, they were on on TikTok and, Mm -hmm. you know, if they were on Snapchat and. And there was a way that he somehow got added onto that. Then there's the possibility that he had their location at all times. Yeah, because it did on on Snapchat. You can you have to turn the location that way. You don't, you know, they can't tell where you're at. But like sometimes when I'm at work, I'm at work. I can see Snapchat and it showed me the map and showed everybody like at their houses. Yeah, exactly. Where you live. But but even like in a small town, like in small towns, like how how it is over there and. over there um it's easy to like take a picture and you can tell by the background where you're at you know what i mean oh yeah 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 it's a small area and and like you said and also it's there's only certain so many places to go hang out in a in a, in a city that's small you know what i'm saying and so we have a a ten dollar conduct bucks super chat it uh moto man mx says if there were pretty, if they were pretty drugs involved, like pot, maybe they met at the vape shop. Petty drugs. Petty. Oh man, the lights got me. If there were petty drugs <laughs> like pot, uh, maybe they met at the vape shop. Yeah, that's 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 quite possible. That's quite possible. Um, I I just feel that you know that area had a reputation of being a party scene, party place, right? And so I wouldn't even have been surprised if he walked into that house while they had, I think there was reports of over 150 people at certain times, you know, attending attending that house's party. It wouldn't be very difficult for them to walk in. Uh, We have, um, oh, thank you so much, Wingless Angel with the 499 Super Chat, Sam, my new favorite podcast. Cheers, cheers to you. Thank Thank you, you, thank you. We appreciate you. I'm getting. <laughs> I got something shipped, and it should be here by Friday. Uh, speaking from, of from Madam and Eve, from Adam and Eve. <laughs> uh, speaking of shipped and Adam and Eve, 
don't forget to go check out the new drunkturkeyshow.com website, y'all. Um, we don't have much on there right now. We just opened it up. But if you're interested yeah. in one of the beanies, uh, this is where you would go and you can you can uh, order yourself one. So we've had a lot of folks uh, ask us about the uh, the beanies and, and where to get them. Go to that drunkturkeyshow.com. Yeah, somebody uh, asked for the blue one. It's the blue one's right here, guys. And that yes. one will also be available. We just we're waiting on getting those in. Um, yeah, go check that out. We'd appreciate that. When, you know, when when it comes down to the, I don't know, like I don't, I don't know on the iPhone. I don't know if you guys do. Or well, okay, me. just you then. <laughs> do, do you own an iPhone? I don't think you do, right? I think you have an Android. Right now, I have a Samsung, but I, I've owned one up until probably about two years ago. Okay, well. In my phone, like if you take a picture, if you take a picture or if you screenshot or download a picture and you go to the information, they'll tell you the date it was uh, uh, downloaded, screenshot or taken. And they'll tell you the, yeah. the location where it was taken at, too. Yeah. Like where, where, where you were at when this happened. I don't know if they I don't know if iPhones are the same because I don't own one. So like if anybody in the chat can actually let us know, that'd be awesome. But like they can actually go and see if actually he did it before, if he was already looking through for this for the victims before the, the actual crime was committed or right. afterwards, you know. Yeah. Because I, I think before the, the the crime was committed, it would have been a lot. It, it looked more suspicious than anything. Than after. I think I think so too. But there's one big big piece of evidence that kind of leads me to believe that it might be before is the fact that they said that he was out there about 12 different times mm. um, prior to yeah. now those those pings from his phone um, putting him there alone don't do much but if he has pictures mm -hmm. and, and you can coordinate the time frame of the picture that he has taken to the time where his phone puts him there then you have cooperating evidence and you really got some strong evidence of him being a stalker and in that area yeah. because the picture can only mean that he was there for, you know, one picture. Right now you corroborate that with the, uh, the phone pings that say that he was there for an hour to an hour and a half at a time. Well, that, that, that starts to paint a different picture. You get what I'm saying? Especially yeah. if those pictures come from like the back of the house or something. Uh, we have a uh, two ninety nine super chat from Deadway. Appreciate that. And a five dollars super sticker from uh, Renee Days. Appreciate you guys. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Oh, we got a little bit more. We have uh, Willow with a four ninety nine super sticker. Thank you, Willow. And we have Thank Amy you. with a five dollars super chat. Maybe he looked for victims on TikTok to stock or more. Some of the girls he befriended all kind of look the same. You know. Uh -huh. Excellent point, Amy. You know, we we actually had one of Brian's former friends on the show from when he was, you know, prior to him getting involved with drugs. And she was friends with him leading up to the point where he became involved with drugs. And, um, you know, she had some pictures of what she looked like prior, you know, during the time of when she was associated with Brian. And and she sent those pictures in. And I'll say she she looks she looks like Kaylee a little bit. And then there was the girl who came out that said that she was, um, you know, went on a Tinder date with him and the birthing hips, the birthing yeah, hips girl. The comment, right? Yeah. Yeah. She put out pictures of what she looked like at the time when she was, you know, would have gone on this Tinder date. And she kind of looked like Kaylee, you know, blonde hair, about my height, weight, about the same. And so, you know, there's been a lot of folks that have, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, the serial killers that, that do things with a certain type, you know, they have a, a type in mind. And I think that maybe perhaps Brian Koberger's falling under that narrative. What do you think? Hyman? It could be, it could be if he, like I said before, if he wasn't caught and continued to do, um, you know, these kind of type of crimes, uh, I believe he would have, uh, targeted a certain type of a woman you know right right you know he have his have it and, and that's the thing you know he won't he is in a study and in a field and where he went to college as far as the sales university and under the professor that he you know he learned from he was in um he was studying and and 
really looking into deep diving into serial killers, especially BTK and others. You know, one another one um, that I found a little bit kind of weird and, and you know started thinking about Brian Koberger's case is uh, Resendis. Um, he had a he had what the police called the kill suit. It was dark clothing, dark shoes, dark pants, and that's what he wore during the commission of his crimes. Sounds very similar to what maybe perhaps um, Brian Koberger went out and did and what could be on those receipts that were in the search warrant that they picked up from from his apartment complex. Um, yeah. What do you think about that, Jaime? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm more interested to see what he has in his phone and in that tower they took. You know the computer tower, right? Um, and and see if there's any more, uh, maybe searches, maybe the, um, you know, some more evidence that will link him to this, to 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 link him to the fact that he was maybe stalking, or was premeditated, which sure looks like it. Right, right. Now, one last going back to to the. The SK Resendez, right? That's the night 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 stalker. Negative. That's Richard Ramirez. It's a nice Mar- Ramirez. There you go. Not Resendez. I'm so sorry. Ramirez. Res- That's who Res- I was talking about. Resendez is the railroad rail- railroad killer. Yeah, my my mistake. So yeah. I was talking yeah. about the night stalker. Yeah, Richard. Yeah, Richard Ramirez out in Cali. He was born. Yeah. He was born in El Paso, Texas. But uh, he. He had to kill Sue, right? Yeah, man. He was wearing all black. He wore, um, I believe, if I can't remember, he wore, I believe they were Nike. Some I can't remember the name of the, the of the of the shoe right now, but that's that's pretty much what he left behind a footprint mm-hmm. of these certain type of shoes, and they started tracking them those shoes down where where they were sold at, and who bought them and stuff like that. So, you no. know, just the one Nikes with a check mark, right? The classic Air Force. No, I'm I'm not really sure which type of shoe it was. I'm not really a shoe guy. So, was it Cortez? Oh man, if there was a Cortez, man, those were dope. I'm actually looking into buying some myself. (laughs) Ain't gonna lie, man. I used to have them. They're pretty dope. Yeah, but Uh, but yeah, the Cortez are are, are my. You're gonna see them in the show. I'm gonna show them next time when I get them. (laughs) Now, now, wasn't there a uh, didn't Ramirez have like a, a brutality towards him, like a certain, like uh, like when he uh, with the knife. As far as his killings with the knife go, uh, I remember there was one case where it was described by the detective that mm-hmm. that that was investigating him that he tried to take out a heart and had stabbed one of his victims in her private regions. Yeah, this guy he was he was brutal with with the, his victims. Um, I think most of his victims were, you know, of older age, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like towards, you know, senior citizens. Uh, mm. But like, he did a lot of pretty grotesque things to the to the people's, the, the victims that he, he encountered before and after they were passed away, you know? Gotcha. gotcha. I don't want to go yeah. back. You know, yeah. You don't want to go into too much detail because then we get demonetized. Yeah. Well, we probably are, and and with that being said, we have fifteen hundred of you guys in here. Please hit that like button. We'd really appreciate it. it doesn't cost anything. It helps us out, um, and 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 things of that nature. Drink, you, and so you, you know, like when it comes down to Richard Ramirez, it's crazy. Like uh, the dude was crazy. Like he was doing so many things to this, a lot of people, right? And yet, like there was women after him, dude. Like it was women yeah. after him, like tons of women after him, that like I guess they like that stuff, but and wow. that that's I don't know that what's crazier, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that 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 I heard about that as well. That's what the uh, detective that was uh, the L.A. Sheriff Department detective. Uh, he was actually on um, <laughs> George Lopez's podcast. That's where I was listening to it from. George, if you're out there listening have us on your podcast please um we have a uh 999 super super sta- uh, super chat from jackson joe saying if he was stalking kaylee and he knew she was only there for the weekend i wonder if he was the stalker she was referring to so yeah. um 
there was a couple of instances that the, a stalker was referred to by Kaylee. One was to her father. She said that somebody, you know, that, that she felt that somebody was following her. Want, you know, been at a couple of places that she was at. And then another was one of the friends. I think it was Maddie who had gone into a shop and, a, and the shop owner had came out and said that, um, you know, asked why they, you know, jokingly asked why they, you know, go in groups and, you know, if it had to do with a stalker. And Madison had said that one of our friends and kind of pointed in the direction of Kaylee had had a stalker at a certain point. And so um, that's, it's quite possible. Thank you so much for the super, super sticker. I, I, I super chat. I, I, I think it's possible. I think that when you have a small town and you have, um, you know, so many few places to go, I'm sure you're going to run into people quite often. Right. And so I think that that might give you some sort of false sense of security, especially there being how small the area is. But it had to have, you know, it had to have been more often that it caught her attention to the point where, um, you know, she told her parents, she also told her friends about the situation, right? Maybe not to the degree of going to the police, but that this guy had been around. Um, do you guys think that this is, um, it's, you know, pointing in that direction that this guy was just infatuated with one of the victims and um, completely went, you know, down that road? I, 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 that's what I believe. Man. That's what I believe. I believe that he was infatuated by that by that certain victim, and um, I think he, like in the who was it who put that super chat earlier? Oh, yeah. Uh, something about it's like he had to know that she was in town because she was just there, uh, like for the weekend, right? Like for right. I think he went to go to show the new car that she had. I believe right. It was Jackson Joe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and what's it called? Uh, <laughs> he's, he's like Jason Laters. <laughs> uh, well, what's it called? Yeah, and, and that's what it makes me believe that you know that he took that opportunity. He found out that she was there, and he took the opportunity because yeah. if he would have gotten any other time, she wouldn't have been there. So, do you think? See, so you think he was keeping tabs on her that night? Because the corner club says that you know they came out. And stated that that he wasn't in there and that they didn't mm -hmm. kick anybody out that night. Yeah, and um, so maybe the the victims were uh, posting pictures. Uh, uh, on so digitally media. stalking. Yeah, probably makes sense. So he was digitally stalking her. He knew she was going to be in town that night. Um. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that because you know you don't see anybody in the background, right? That looks mm -hmm. like Brian Koberger. Uh, mm -hmm. At the food truck, no. uh, not to my, not, not from what we saw. In fact, I'm gonna probably go back and relook at it and see if I see anybody walking around with vans. Um, that looks like they could be Koberger. Um, but they were out there a lot. I don't think there's anybody that's seen Koberger in the back of the food truck. There was the image that was released um, from uh, inside the corner club where Kaylee and Madison were actually talking to Jack D. It was confirmed to have been Jack. Uh, that was in the corner club it doesn't show the entire bar but from the angle that it does show that doesn't appear that Koberger's in there and so um the digitally stalking makes sense the other one is do you think maybe he had some help you know somebody told him that she was in town um yeah i mean the thing is that it's a small town everybody knows each other yeah. you know what i mean it's a close you no know, as for me here in, in my town it's, it's super small i mean you can't you can't you can't freaking fart with someone finding out about it yeah that's yeah. true that's I think, true i think the next drinking game i found for y'all is every time i get kicked out you need to take a shot no, dude, no. we won't yeah, break 30 minutes yeah dude, people <laughs> there'd be a lot of freaking cases against us for alcohol poisoning um <laughs> Melissa French. Oh, go ahead, Blue. It should be fixed by next week. I'm, I'm computer shopping as we speak. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll find something. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it going. We'll get him back up and going the right way. So Melissa French comes in with a $2 super chat. Did he truly act alone for people gone in nine minutes? Uh, we talked about Blue. that last time, right? Yeah, we did a little bit. Uh, Big Blue, we'll start off with you. Do, do you think that nine minutes is enough time? 
to commit this crime. Yes, it's plenty of time. Plenty of time, plenty of time. What do you think, Jaime? Uh, nine minutes is enough time. Um, but you're gonna be hella loud. You're gonna be running through the. He's out. Um, you'll be running through that house, you know, on a rampage kind of pretty much. You know what I mean? Right. But I mean, the thing is, nine minutes when 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 he had Ethan and Zanab were still awake, right? Yeah, they were both still awake. Um, if if everything is accurate from what we've understood, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, and the reports say that that Zana um, put up a real good, a real fight, a real, you know, she fought for her life, right? Right. So like, I don't know, man. Like that's where where I'm at. Where like, I don't know if it was by himself or with someone else because of that. Because it's just the time frame's too, too small, you know. For, at, yeah. at least, well, that's what I think. No, I, I hear you, man. I mean, the time frame is, is really small there. And then you yeah. also have the fact that there's a lack of scratches on him. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people look at the fact that um, he, they look at the fact that, that he has a PhD in criminology and this, that, and a third, and that um, he made a lot of mistakes in that, and he's not smart. Um I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, I think that to kind of circle everything around is, I think everything was planned with this guy. You know, if it if it is him, you know, he's still innocent until proven guilty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but if it was him, you know, he had the doctor's appointment the week after the after the incident. If he would have waited the next weekend, then um, he wouldn't have been able to put himself back at school or at work that Monday following the incident, which he was Mm -hmm. right. And so I think he planned this because like, if he did do it, it was planned to be that weekend um, because he had his doctor's appointment. He had school still going on so he can show that he was still maintaining his lifestyle the same. Nothing's changing. You know, he knows what all the red flags are the tall tales signs or whatever, you know, as far as what, you know, a suspect or, or would do. And so, you know, you keep your doctor's appointment, you keep your barber appointment, you, uh, you go to work, um, still teach your class, things like that. And, and even to the extent of showing a pattern of behavior by going out of town and driving long distances and turning his phone off, you know, trying to show that that he did that. That's his that, that was normal for him. So the fact that he did that on the night of the incident, it's not uncommon for him to drive him around with his phone off. And so um, for me, those things are, are troubling. The lack as far as that goes for for it pointing at him. Um, do you think that so in my mind, when I try to replay this situation, right? Um, and I'll bring up, let's bring this up. Let's, let's replay this. Let's try to figure out, let's try to make this make sense in our perspective, right? So this is the interior of the house. This is the second floor. And this is where it is suspected that he would have came in and exited. And so the first thing that we need to know is that if this is true, that he came in and exited here, then he passed Dylan's bedroom a couple of times, once to go upstairs, once to go downstairs to come back to go to Xana and, and um, Ethan's room. You know, the first question is, why did he pass her room twice? Right. And the second thing is, how do we make it make sense with the time frame in, fra- in which things went down? We know that Xana received a jack-in-the-box DoorDash um, bag that was seen on the counter here. So it was at least picked up. I would assume it was eaten and placed here at 4 o'clock. You know, I think maybe perhaps. What do you guys think happened? How do you guys put it in with the time frame that we have? Uh, any ideas? Y'all are muted, by the way. 
Well, I was well. I was gonna say like, even even if like he went upstairs first. I mean, he went upstairs first, obviously, right? And right. then went went to the went to the third floor first, and went down to the second. So he passed Dylan's at least two times right there. And then plus when he when he left, he passed Dylan's uh, door or room another time, right? Right. But then again, like I was thinking about it too, like like he didn't expect like Ethan to be there at all, right? Because um, Ethan was staying over. Ethan was a was a a visitor, but Zana's dad had came out and said, you know, he was talking about his little girl, and he was talking about how she lived, you know, she still had a good life, and mm-hmm. she she had experiences, and one thing that she said that she had an experience <laughs> was living with living with a boyfriend, and so. One could believe that he was not technically living there, but being there often enough that if he was stalking her, I think he would have noticed her. Now, if Brian Koberger had one target and one target in mind because uh, the pictures that he had Mm -hmm. on his phone. Right. And we're assuming that that target is still somebody on the third floor. Why would he attack Ethan and Zana? He didn't attack Dylan. Why would he attack them? That's true because even if even if Ethan and, and Jenna were witnesses, so was Dylan, right? Right. Right. I don't know. I don't know, man. This 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 case is like uh M Night Shyamalan movie. Just twists and turns everywhere. Nah, no, for real, for real. Like what I'm thinking, the only way I can think of this, right? My my brain, the way it's working, is is um so four o'clock comes, they come pick up their food, they go upstairs, Ethan and Zana go into their bedroom to eat. Um at that point, Koberger enters, goes upstairs, commits the crime upstairs. Zana comes around with Ethan, discards the bag on the counter. They turn around and walk out. As they're walking out, Koberger's walking down. Maybe he hears Xana say, I think somebody's in here. And as he approaches them from the rear, mm-hmm. as they're walking this direction, he comes up behind them, attacks Ethan first. Yeah. And then the fight is on just with him and Xana. He attacks Ethan from behind, perhaps, yeah. you know, from what we read. And then, and then uh, the fight is on there, and that could kind of explain a little bit of why there wasn't a lot of noise. Maybe he caught them off guard walking into the bedroom, yeah. coming back from the kitchen because the 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 jack in the box bag was in the kitchen, and so mm-hmm. it went from outside to the kitchen, and their bodies were inside the room. So someone had to go put it. Yeah, they they had to the, that traveling had to have occurred. Yeah. And so my assumption is that the attack happened as they were entering or coming back into the room. Yeah, that sounds that sounds more plausible than anything. I believe, like like you said, he probably heard them in the kitchen and waited until they started walking into the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they may have been in the kitchen and he may have been just hiding out right here on the staircase at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's absolutely true. Uh, Lulu Espasa says, "Slow and clean the scene, or fast and dirty had help." Huh, slow and clean the scene or fast and dirty or had help. Um, you know, we watched a couple of videos on the last live from DeSales University as far as what they have in their criminal justice class. And, and one thing that they're taught is how not to contaminate a scene. Yeah. And so um, I would, if this ends up being Brian Koberger, who's alleged to have committed this crime, ends up being found guilty and ended up being the guy that did do this, I wouldn't be surprised that he used some of those methods to cover up um, his DNA for not being left on the scene, which is why there's a possibility of a lack of evidence and how it's somewhat preserved. Um, you know, you go back and you look at at the receipts that they picked up in the search warrant. What is on those receipts for them to be picked up have to be something pertinent to the case, whether it's um, clothing that they uh, that are on there that was described of what the 
assailant was wearing or even uh, perhaps maybe there's material underneath the fingernails of one of the uh, the victims that matches a you know material from Dickies, which is why they picked up the Dickies tag, you know things like that. And so um, for them to pick up those receipts, that tells me that there is something on there that ties into this case. It's not going to be a soda and a bo- and a pack of gum, you know what I mean? And so. It, it, it's just one of those. It's this is it's a it's a tough case. It's a tough case. Um, let's see, man. We got a lot. Of, we have two thousand of you guys up in here. We appreciate every single one of you guys. If you guys get, hit that like, subscribe for us too. We try to come out live three times three times a week. Um, we'll be going live again on Friday, um, Friday evening, probably around eight thirty central, maybe a little bit later, just because. Uh, I got to go out of town for a little bit and then come back. And then afterwards, we are probably going to do our uh, members only. Um, we have our hat that we're still giving away to our members, to a member um, that will be on the show Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. Our last member, unfortunately, was overseas and couldn't re- receive the hat. And so we're sending her out a sticker. Um, we're having those made as well. And um, what we're going to redo the hat drawing. So if you guys are interested in that, I would highly encourage you guys to hit the join um, button. If you don't see it, if you have an iPhone, go to the description and you should see uh, how to join the channel membership. So I just uh, back to this case, you know, it just to me, it seems pretty. It's there's so much, man. It's just so confusing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, because we're getting bits. We're we're getting crumbs at this point, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We're going to have to wait, see what the discovery shows. (laughs) Yeah. And even at that, that's not really going to tell us much. That's just going to tell us that the defense has received the discovery, right? And on what they have in there. Um, isn't going to, we're really not going to know exactly. We're just going to see like, oh, audio clips, statements, things like that, pictures, but they're not going to be described of what pictures are just going to have a number next to them. And um, when it comes down to trials, when they're really going to open it up as far as what we're going to be able to see what's, what's on there. Um, it, it's, it'll be interesting. So he hasn't even made a plea, I believe, right? He still hasn't even had his preliminary hearing that's been moved out to june so we're we're a while away i believe so i believe this is june 6. yeah well one yeah also uh richard allen got moved to june too so one of them is the 27th one six yeah yeah both of them are gonna be going on at the same time pretty much that's gonna be fun yeah yeah Definitely will. Definitely will. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this. Then we'll go into our dumbass criminal segment and then we'll uh, end the show. So uh, Judith Arnt says, Justin, who has inserted himself in this, who told TNT that the entire crime is on BK's computer. Well, first and foremost, let's talk about, uh, I guess, Justin. Did you guys, y'all, y'all saw the, uh, the interview on Truth and Transparency with Justin? Yes. Yes. It was like a three-hour show, I believe. Yeah, it was pretty long. There, um, <laughs> a lot of information coming out of it. A lot of information. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there there's some parts that are true, but there's a lot of it that are, are hard to believe. Yeah. Like I would say, majority of it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not saying you know. I, I just. There's just so much of it. It just seems very out there. You know what I'm saying? And to the point where, you know, I saw the initial video uh, that came out. It was sent to me by one of our viewers. Um, And I, I just didn't even find it credible enough to put a video out. You know what I mean? It it's, there are some outline, just outline disclaims there, you know, of uh, chief Fry being arrested for, two counts of of, uh, murder somewhere else. And supposedly, I think he stated that the the weapon in this case, the knife was found in his 
in his truck and that the police have had that in their possession since early on in this investigation and you know things like that i just i i don't feel like they hold a lot of weight whatsoever yeah. wow man i was just about to ask blue a question and you jump out <laughs> I mean, well i was gonna say what do you think blue do you think that there's any uh you know truth to this i mean i i honestly don't i think that there's um what do you I think feel- man I feel the same, man. I feel like there's some truth in there, and then there's more added to it. You know what I mean? Because everything has to have a base, in, you know, in truth, right? And then it just kind of snowballs into something somewhere different. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right, man. And and for me, it's just one of those situations where it's like, I I don't I don't put too much weight into it. I'll just leave it at that. But um, you know what? I was thinking. At the end of the show, you should show that video that I took at work. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'll do that. I'll do that. So stick around, y'all. Y'all want to see it. Y'all want to see it. Um, Big Blue's coming back in. But before we do that, we have a little segment that we're going to roll out real quick. You know what time it is. Beware. They lurk everywhere. You can't hide. It's time for a little deck. It's Drunk Turkey Show Dumbass Criminals. Two men arrested after vehicle search finds drugs in bag marked bag full of drugs. (laughs) (laughs) This is another one out of Florida. Two men arrested in Santa Santa Rosa County, Florida, Saturday after law enforcement officers said they found illegal drugs in a bag labeled bag full of drugs. The men were pulled over by a state trooper who for allegedly speeding 25 miles over the speed limit. Santa, Santa Rosa canine deputies recently assisted FHP on traffic stop on I-10 where a large amount of narcotics was discovered. Note to self, do not traffic your illegal narcotics in bags labeled <laughs> bag full of drugs. My yeah. gosh, dude. Really? Uh, I mean, first and foremost, like that's <laughs> there's the arrow. Uh, right. Come find me. Come find me. Um, I don't think there would be an easier bust made. They're 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 hoping the cop had a sense of humor and just overlooked it. He was like, you know, I'm gonna play the opposite. They're gonna say, you know, we're gonna tell them that there's drugs in here, so that they reverse psychology. Exactly, exactly. It works all the time in the in in the cartoons. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, Maybe they were taking a little bit too much of their own drugs. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, the next one is fugitive busted after applying for job at New Jersey Sheriff's Office. All right. <laughs> what was this about? <laughs> so it's uh, the headline says she at least closed one case, her own. A fugitive wanted for fraud was busted when she walked into a New Jersey Sheriff's Office and asked to be hired. According to police, uh, Zamia Johnson, 27, a former Postal Service worker from Jersey City, was on the run from for the crime in in Monroe County, Pennsylvania, when she applied to work at the Hudson County Sheriff's Office. Man, you know, everybody's been telling it that, that uh, empl- unemployment is, you know, there's jobs everywhere. This person's yeah. just going in, trying to trying to put some food on her table for, for her family and whatnot, thinks that she can be a police officer, and boom, slam the cuffs on her, and you're under arrest. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. She That's said... Yeah, she sent in paperwork to be a security guard at the law enforcement agency. She was called into the station under the guise of a job interview. Man, that's fucked up. Like, <laughs> like hey, you know what? Um, I've been really bamboozled. Want- yeah, she's going to walk in there and be like, man, I sense a little fuckery going on here. What's going on? You know, <laughs> you're walking in. She's expect she's probably in her Sunday's best, right? You know, ready mm-hmm. for everything. I want to I see the mugshot. I want to see the mugshot because I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you it's 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 you know one she's got her paint her face the makeup the whole nine yards whole nine right yards. and she's getting arrested yeah yeah after the allegedly full-heartedly fraudster was busted the officers allegedly discovered two stolen credit cards and she was uh prior that she had prior to uh, applying for the job oh she was <laughs> she was wanted for 10 bench warrants and oh, on her person she had two stolen credit cards, so she was also charged with credit card thefts. Wow, dude. Damn. That's a special type of person right there, just, guys. That's a special type of person. Yeah, there is no no doubt about it. Definitely did. All right, so 
There's a video that we need to watch, y'all. Let me try to pull this up real quick. Where, where did? Oh, I sent it over here into this one. Dum 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 dum. Which is, is it? My video? Uh, it's mine. Okay, yeah, yours is a lot better. Right, so Wait, which one is it? The 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 one with the song? Let's see. Now that will be copyrighted. Let's see. Yeah, I was gonna say. This is this is Jaime at work. So if you guys ever see Jaime in his natural habitat, this is what he looks like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the sounds the sound effects were added though. Were they? Were they? Were the sound effects added? I don't I don't I don't know if the sound effects were added there, man. <laughs> that looks too real, man. That looks too real. Uh did you get some did you get some workman's comp on that for that for that embarrassing Hell bomb? no, Hell no. <laughs> I woke up the next day with my ass hurting and shit. This is a fell right on my wallet. Yeah. That shit hurt, man. Oh man. Well, that thing's been stacking up pretty pretty fat, huh? I mean, that'll <laughs> mess up anybody's back. Blue Eyed Peach comes in with a five dollar super chat saying, I love your show. Maybe he planned it that weekend because he knew Kaylee was there that weekend. Well, yeah, no. I mean, it was Kaylee wasn't supposed to be there. She was only there yeah. because she went back to show her her best friend Maddie her new ride, and so the crazy. It's just crazy. I, I don't even want to go down there. And so we have uh, Angela Frame, their newest member. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for joining the Drunk Turkey Show members. Uh, yeah, welcome. So. We're over an hour, guys. We usually try to keep this down to an hour. Blues are already getting out of here. Do you got any last last words, man, before we let everybody go? Uh, my ass hurts. What's it called? Um, <laughs> no, I just want to say thanks to everybody in the chat, all the new members, all the super chats and everything. Uh, I want to thank y'all. And, um, you know, we'll be here on Friday, right? Yes, sir. We'll be here Friday. Uh, it might be about an hour later than we normally are, just because I got I might might have to yeah. uh, be on the road a little bit longer. But if it doesn't look like looks like I can be back in time, uh, we'll go on at seven thirty-five yeah, as, yes. as usual. So come back Friday. We'll be here. We'll have some fun. Um, hopefully, um, I think Blue doesn't work, so he might be drinking. But we'll see. Oh yeah, Blue's gonna get drunk. If you uh, you got to stick for the members only show when Blue is off, it's 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 amazing. Uh, Alicia Crawford with the uh, ninety nine cent super sticker, we appreciate you. Um, we're we'll be here. We'll be coming back uh, if any breaking news happens. We'll be putting out a show tomorrow about that. If not, we'll see you guys on Friday. We'll leave you guys with this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>